Hi, I'm Paul Strinkler and welcome to Tech Interviews. This week, it's loads of clouds. So we take a look at taking the complexity out of multi-cloud environments. So, settle back and enjoy the show. This show was recorded in early August 2018, before VMware acquired Cloud Health Tech. So, if you're listening to the show and wondering why we don't talk about the VMware acquisition, now you know. So, settle back and enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to Tech Interviews. Uh, this is another in our series looking at uh, enterprises and the public cloud and, and how best to optimize that experience and how best to optimize the way that we, we take advantage of public cloud as part of our of our IT strategy. So this week, we're going to be taking another look at the idea of optimization uh, and how to keep control and management of that public cloud move. Uh, and to help me to do that, I'm joined today by Joe Kinsella. Hi, Joe. Uh, hi, Paul. Great to be here. Thanks for having me on your show. No, you're welcome. And uh, and how are you? How's things? Um, all is well. I have a nice sunny day here in Boston, so can't complain. Uh, which is good. So uh, yeah, as, as as rare as it often is in the UK, we also have a nice sunny day. So um, so we'll, we'll take that as a win for all of us. Um, and um, so so before we kind of leap into the topic of today's show, um, do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are uh, and what it is you do? Sure. Yeah. So uh, myself, I'm a, um, a, a tech entrepreneur executive uh, located in the Boston area. I uh, founded my current company, Cloud Health Technologies, about um, uh, six years ago. Uh, and the focus really was I just saw this um, you know, seismic shift in the industry that was occurring around cloud computing. And, um, and I saw the complexity that it was introducing, particularly the complexity of multi-cloud that it was introducing into um, IT and into the enterprise. And I I set out on a personal mission to go solve that. And, you know, here we stand six years later, my company has over 3000 customers around the globe and there's, you know, over 300 people working at cloud health. And it's been, you know, it's been a fantastic journey and it's just been, um, uh, we've learned a lot and really just, just been deeply passionate about um, uh, driving value uh, back to our customers and helping them deal with the complexity that comes with cloud computing. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things um, I certainly see in, uh, you know, I've only had a little bit of experience with what you guys do. And we were talking before we started recording that um, I, I know uh, a couple of your employees from kind of previous roles that they've had. Uh, but that's certainly one of the things that comes across is this kind of passion around around solving uh, solving the challenges that, that you look to solve, um, which is a neat way of getting into kind of what those challenges are. And you've talked in there um around multi-cloud, maybe hybrid, um, and certainly for anybody who's kind of, you know, read any of my blog posts and, and articles recently, that's an area that I think is really interesting at the moment. It's almost kind of a, um, a tech company holy grail to try and solve the kind of the multi-cloud challenge. Um, so, I mean, but I'd be interested, Joe, to get your take on that. So, so when we talk about multi-cloud and, and some of the challenges that you're seeing in kind of the markets you're operating, I mean, what does that look like? Why are people interested in multi-cloud and, and what are some of the problems that they have with with embracing that sure I think uh, for a number of years actually I think many enterprises were actually multi-cloud but um, not by strategy it was just by um, kind of line of business adoption which is you know we'd often go in in the um, early days of my company we'd go into enterprises where we'd see they had you know 500 Amazon accounts and you know 15 Azure subscriptions and when you kind of looked and you uh, dug in to understand why um, they were doing what they were doing. It typically was just standard line of business driven adoption. So kind of um, a bottom up adoption of the public cloud. What we've seen in the last two years is a big shift, which is we've seen the shift towards, you know, the uh, multi, multi cloud being a strategy. And so I call this um, kind of uh, pervasive heterogeneity is really where it seems like the enterprise is heading. And it's really being driven by a number of reasons, which is, I think, first and foremost, it's the it's the flexibility that um, uh, customers get with the public cloud. 
but it's also um, the diversity of services that are provided. So, you know, I was, I was uh, chatting a couple months ago with a, a CIO who was just talking about the different public clouds that he was using across his you know, $50 billion enterprise. And, and he was using just a, you know, a little bit of everything across the in industry from uh, Alibaba to Google to Azure to uh, Amazon and beyond. And the reason was it provided freedom of choice for uh, his, his customers uh, inside his enterprise and it gave them great flexibility. But I do think it's had a, a, some consequences. I think it's introduced a fair amount of complexity um, uh, you know, uh, the pace of change is um, really quite dramatic that, uh, that IT must keep up with when you start to go to a multi-cloud strategy. I think it's introduced challenges around governance, around talent management, around cost management, um, in, in, in even just around just the day-to-day -day management of everything from security, availability, data sovereignty, and kind of almost every aspect of uh, delivering a business service in the cloud. Yeah, and I think that's um, I think it's really interesting, and 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 it's something that you know and I, I'm beginning to see, and and I think as you, you know, as you talk to companies like yourselves who kind of specialise in this space, but even some of the kind of you know some of the tech vendors, the the VMware's of this world, you know, where if you go and talk to VMware, they're they're talking an awful lot about the idea of how to build uh, a, a multi-cloud strategy, um, and I, and I think there's lots in it, and you've kind of touched on a couple of those areas there, haven't you? In terms of it's about flexibility, it's about potentially cost control, it's about getting the best out of out of your kind of cloud investment, um, and and so there's obviously lots of lots of benefits of this idea of, of bringing in multi-cloud, and and you know you, you kind of touched on a couple of these areas already but, but i mean what are some of the what are some of the challenges you know if if multi-cloud is such a good idea and, we, and i think we can see lots of potential benefit what's the things that are stopping enterprises kind of leaping into this multi-cloud environment and saying yeah let me just go and embrace that because because that's such a good idea yeah i i think the very first that we see all the time is is the issue of complexity which is you know i i, I have been saying since um uh, since early in the cloud that since I have been doing the public cloud at scale, which uh, was since 2009, every uh, year, quarter, month, week, it has been more complex than the uh, previous year, quarter, month, and week. And that's been sustained now for uh, literally almost uh, nine, 10 years. And, um, and so the cloud is very complex. That's the consequence of the flexibility that uh, the cloud is providing us. And a single cloud is complex. Just keeping up with Amazon Web Services at scale across your enterprise is challenging. Now imagine doing that across multiple different cloud providers, leveraging multiple different services, all of which have uh, different interfaces and uh, different um, uh, delivery cycles and different innovation cycles. And it's, it's uh, very challenging to an enterprise. So I think uh, almost everything falls from complexity in terms of the uh, issues that you deal with. I think managing costs is more complex, managing performance, availability, security, your talent management is more complex, your governance is more complex. So, so I, I would say like the central theme I would give you is just the complexity that comes with being uh, multi-cloud. And, and do you think that that complexity, um, because I think it's easy for us to kind of get, you know, if we, if we pick on Amazon, we pick on AWS, you know, I think that's easy for us to kind of get lost in the benefits and simplicity of the marketplace. So we go in and we want a, a particular service, we click on the marketplace, we pop in our credit card details and away we go and, and we assume that that everything is as complicated is as straightforward as that however the um it, it's kind of sometimes that underlying complexity bit that i think we missed that you know i think there's still a you know there's still a huge place for architects who really understand how how that cloud kind of cloud platform is built i mean is, is that what you see that you see sometimes that organizations think oh i can go and embrace cloud because 
the marketplace looks so straightforward it must be all this easy uh, all as easy as this uh, but then they end up tripping over actually these kind of complex underlying bits that they they don't understand because these clouds are architected so differently to what they're used to yeah i think that's exactly it i think um uh, ma managing a cloud at at small scale is um, it's, it's relatively relatively straightforward. Um, managing it at moderate scale is you know um, still relatively straightforward. I think it's when you start to scale, and so I think particularly for enterprises across the globe, which is they're running very complex uh, infrastructure and business services and applications inside their data center today. To replicate some of that in the public cloud uh, means confronting a lot of complexity. So I think. Well, it often starts um, uh, easy. I think uh, it, it, you really have to be deliberate and thoughtful in terms of how you approach a single cloud and then a multi-cloud strategy to make sure that you don't get consumed by the complexity of uh, executing that strategy. And, and do you think that that complexity, so uh, and it's a good point at the end actually about that complexity and strategy execution. Do you think that that complexity often leads to people who are making that cloud migration either doing it, but doing it badly or being almost scared off by the complexity. I mean, did you see that? Uh, I, I do. I think, um, I think there's less of that now, which is, I think the, um, the enterprise, I, you know, if you kind of look, I think there's been uh, pioneers in almost every vertical industry uh, for the public cloud, which is, you know, there's been pioneers in the financial industry and in the healthcare industry and uh, you know, in entertainment and, you know, every major industry across, um, uh, across the globe. And I, I, these, these pioneers, I think, have proven the value that comes from the cloud. They've proven that the, the innovation and agility has allowed them to deliver better value for their internal and external customers. And so I think that's kind of set a bar that's made it so that more and more, it's not a question of, are you going to go to the cloud now? Are you scared off of the cloud? I think it's a question of how are you going to go do it. So I think the the narrative has um, uh, transitioned. I think in the last eighteen months towards one around uh, what are the best practices, what are strategies that work, how do I do this um, uh, with the least amount of disruption and, and do it most effectively for my organization. So that well, that raises a really interesting point as well. I think the the idea that um, and I think you're right. You know, I, I think we all see the um, the benefit of utilizing cloud, of using multiple cloud providers, because you know lots of the particularly the big well-known cloud providers all have very different strengths. You know, some are better at things than some others. So we we might want to take full advantage of that for all kinds of reasons, from technical flexibility to commercial flexibility. Um, so do, do you do you see then as people look to in, embrace public cloud into their environments do you see them making that kind of big leap everything goes in or is the focus more on building these kind of hybrid environments where i'm still going to keep some stuff on-prem in my own data centers and then i'll start to kind of pick off where cloud is appropriate and, and kind of make that move first uh, we we see both so we have customers that have really large on-premise footprints that are uh, migrating everything into the public cloud and it's just a deliberate you know, march into the public cloud with the expectation that there will be nothing on-premise after they're done. Um, I think that was maybe more common as a strategy um, uh, two and three years ago than we see it today, which is I think there's a much more nuanced view that we see enterprises taking today where they're starting to realize that they may not achieve that goal of a full public cloud future. And in fact, that, that, that goal of a you know, a, a full public cloud future may may not actually make sense to them. And so they're embracing more of a hybrid leveraging on-premise where on-premise is great, leveraging public cloud where public cloud is great. And, you know, and I think it's 
tilting more towards public cloud, but I do think um, in the same way that, um, and, and I don't want to call your data center a, a, a mainframe, but in the same way that the client server revolution of the 1990s has still resulted in, in many enterprises still running core business services on mainframes today, um, I, I don't think uh, on-premise data centers are uh, going to disappear. I think they're they're always going to be part of the landscape going forward. Yeah, and I, and I think we see um, that that being almost um, uh, pro probably increasing the chances all the time with things like, and you touched on things like compliance and governance earlier on. Um, but we also see it in certain industries as well. I think the idea that um, manufacturing industries, you know, if you if you own a big manufacturing plant and you're, uh, you, you know, you've got IT and technology attached to pieces of machinery the idea that the compute can be stored in some kind of random location somewhere and and you're at the behest of your connectivity i think makes that kind of thing really difficult you know and it, i mean and, and you see that some industries are much quicker at adopting kind of that shift to public cloud than others or, or do you see that across the piece this kind of a more and i like the phrase nuanced approach this kind of more nuanced approach to cloud where cloud is the right thing to do um but remain on-prem where where that's appropriate you know, no, I think you're right. I think it, it, it varies by industry. So there were some industries, um, uh, like we saw uh, entertainment, uh, financial industry, were like two industries that moved relatively quickly and aggressively into the public cloud. But I do think the more nuanced, nuanced approach has taken hold now. And, you know, and I'll confess, if you went back and read blogs uh, of mine from uh, uh, my personal blog from 2010, 2011, you'd, you'd probably see me talking about how the private cloud, the data center is going to disappear <laughs> over the next five years. I think I was prognosticating at the time. I just don't believe that anymore. I actually think what's happened is we've, we've created all these modern technologies on for, for everything from configuration management to CICD pipelines to, you know, log management to uh, uh, cost management governance. And we've created them with a public cloud centric view. And those products have now come back into the data center. I call it the modernization of the data center, which is the data center today looks very different in many enterprises than it did five years ago. And I think that modernization has given a new lease on life of uh, in the data center and has also made CIOs really rethink their strategy around how they can leverage that as an asset for their businesses. So, uh, so I do think you're, you'll see uh, by industry, there'll be a different strategy that will be applied. And I think you're right, there's going to be some industries that will be will tilt more towards on premise. Uh, and there'll be other ones that will tilt more towards public cloud. But I, I think, you know, we're heading into a world in which there will always be uh, both in most enterprises. Yeah, and I think I, I probably wouldn't worry that uh, you, you won't be the first person in IT to have predicted the death of something. Um, and, and it's still, you people are still using tape, you know, and tape, tape's been dead 10 years, I, I, as far as I know. But uh, yeah, people are still using loads of it. So, um, you know, and I, and I think, I, and, it, and it's interesting that idea of, um, how on-prem technology has, uh, you know, potentially driven by public cloud, how, how our on-prem consumption uh, approach has changed. You know, and, I, and I heard a phrase recently that I, I really like, that, that cloud is not about a place. Cloud is not somewhere that you run at your technology. Cloud is a way of running technology. It's that kind of consumption-based IT, you know, much more uh, optimized and automated in, in the way it's driven. 
you know, that kind of AWS as your marketplace kind of approach to technology. It's not about it has to run in the public cloud. It's about the way we consume it. Um, and I mean, and interestingly, just just kind of looking at some of these the, the challenges that you see and the, the way that people are trying to manage these increasingly complex environments. I mean, I mean, what are the ways that people are trying to approach that problem at the moment? You know, and and, and how successful are people have been approaching that? Yeah, I mean, it, it ranges uh, in success. I mean, we have, uh, our, my, my company actually uh, delivers our SaaS products to uh, some of the most sophisticated consumers of public cloud in the world. I think if you took the top 50, um, uh, you know, consumers of public cloud just based on spend or uh, size of infrastructure, um, a large majority of those actually are uh, uh, cloud health customers. And so what we see across these customers is I think, you know, some of the ones that are successful, we see a handful of traits that um, uh, that repeat. One is I think they're very uh, deliberate about the partners and vendors that they choose to work with. Um, uh, so they, they, they choose them carefully and they choose them based on uh, not just what they do today, but where they're going in the future to make sure that there's alignment of their vision to where uh, they need to go from an enterprise perspective. I also see another uh, repeating pattern is, is um, I find the ones that are most successful are top-down strategy driven. Um, you know, and it's, it, th- th- I know that's um, uh, almost a counter-cultural thing given the fact that the cloud really has been adopted in a very decentralized way. Um, and it's been adopted line of business inward as opposed to IT outward. Uh, but I do think those that have really embraced a top-down strategy driven approach that maintains the flexibility of it, uh, you know, agility and innovation of the cloud, but allows it to be done in a more measured, controlled and effective way, I think uh, we tend to see um, are more successful. I think you know, a good example of that would be uh, 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 organizations that invest in the cloud center of, of excellence and really make that a cornerstone of their cloud strategy tend to be more successful than those that, uh, that are not. And do you see, have you seen, um, again, I, I get a phrase, I'm going to pinch somebody else, uh, I pinch this from somebody else, but they talked about this idea of, and it's interesting because I think it feeds into what you just said, they talked about the idea of cloud first as a strategy, but not that cloud first should mean strategically everything must go in the cloud before we consider anything else, but more about that when we're trying to do something as part of our business strategy or our IT strategy, doesn't doesn't really matter, that we consider whether we could do that in the cloud first. And then if we could do it, we then ask the question whether we should do it. And that's so just, you know, that, that all that is just because you should doesn't mean that just so just because you can shouldn't mean that you should, you know, and it, it's it's that. And I think that's quite a sensible approach. I mean, is that is that is that what you mean with these kind of strategies? Is that what you're seeing? That it's a it's a sensible approach that we look at. Could we do it in the cloud? And then we assess whether actually the cloud is the best place to do it. Yeah, I agree. I, I actually, I like, I like that as well. That really resonates with me. And I think um, increasingly, not only uh, uh, is everything possible in the cloud, but increasingly there's things you can do in the cloud you can't do on premise these days. But I think that that kind of two question test of, you know, uh, can we do it? Should we do it? I think is a, a core part of developing a strategy. And so a strategy might, you know, assume that like, and, and the key with the strategy is it can't be um, a highly directive. It has to be kind of more point of view driven where it's, you know, it says, if you're doing machine learning, here's our preferred choice for how you do machine learning, uh, you know, in our organization, you know, if you're, uh, you know, uh, leveraging, you know, uh, Linux based compute and you need, uh, the, the following attributes around flexibility and, 
um, uh, in price, this is what we recommend. So I think a strategy kind of coming top down that really takes a, a focus on what the best practices are, what your point of view is, is a great place to start. But I also think you have to realize that we're in a world in which the pendulum has shifted, which is IT cannot direct, um, IT can influence uh, today. And I think that's the shift from 10 years ago to today. And so to be a, a strong influencer, you need a strategy that, that harnesses the, the, your, your point of view and, and your point of view should, should, should provide an advantage to your internal users, but can also um, be rejected where it needs to be rejected and there needs to be um, some purpose-built solution that goes in a different direction. Well, I think that's, that, that leads nicely on to actually kind of the next question I had for you, because I think that idea that, um, you know, we always look at that, that technology should be an enabler in a business. You know, the IT department shouldn't be the IT department that always says no to things because people will then look to to kind of work around that. Uh, but you've kind of talked again a couple of times, you know, and I think we, we you know, we recognize, and I'm sure most people listening to this show recognize that there's lots of value in utilizing public cloud services and that doesn't necessarily have to be the big hyperscalers it can be all kinds of public cloud providers of, of different types but that there's complexity in that and, and what i find interesting about cloud health technologies um is kind of what you guys do and uh, so maybe, maybe a good opportunity joe to just kind of give us a a bit of an insight into because um, the idea of running this series of shows actually was that you know we're not here to i'm not doing this to sell particular technologies to people that's not the point it's about looking at some of the challenges with this move but to kind of open people's um open people's eyes to the fact that there are technologies that can simplify a lot of this so and i think you guys kind of fit into that category so do you want to tell us a little bit about what cloud health cloud health technologies do um, um, and how you can assist addressing some of the problems we've talked about. Sure. Yeah, sounds great. Um, uh, there's nothing I enjoy more than talking about my company. So, uh, so just uh, very briefly, I would say what we do is we provide a SaaS service um, that supports uh, both public and private clouds. So it supports Amazon, uh, Azure, Google, uh, as well as VMware and um, other private cloud environments, as well as uh, physical hardware inside a data center. And what it does is it um, uh, pulls together all of the, the data from these, these different products, as well as the other products you use for day-to-day -day management, things like um, uh, Chef and Ansible and uh, Datadog and um, uh, New Relic and uh, products like these, and brings it all together into a single console that you can interact with either through APIs or through a web console that allows you to optimize and drive business decisions around your uh, multi-cloud portfolio. So some of the decisions you might drive are around cost management or around uh, performance or governance or security compliance. So it's a very powerful platform that, um, that allows you to really bring all of the data into one place and then connect it in a way where you can get true business insight and then from business insight, drive best practice recommendations and from best practice recommendations actually um, move your governance and your, uh, your, your application of that governance from reactive to proactive all the way to the point where you can actually automate your business outcomes in cloud health. So it's a, it's a powerful platform. We're used across the enterprise, the SMB. We also have a, a, a platform for partners, um, uh, particularly um, uh, tuned to uh, MSPs and to system integrators that really enables them to deliver the same value back to their customers. So it's, it's interesting. I mean, so there's a couple of interesting things in there. So you're talking about kind of um, insight. And I think, uh, you know, one of the themes that I think has come through this series of shows that we've done is the importance of insight and understanding into these kind of 
diverse and uh, you know complicated environments. You know, if we've got some stuff on prem, we've got something in colo. We've got we're using public cloud providers. You know, an AWS, a, a Microsoft, a Google, whose platforms are all very different. Insight into exactly how our things are, are operating in there is is absolutely crucial. I think to to deploying a, a proper workable public cloud strategy. Um. So so I mean, what 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 are some of the insights that that you give? You know, what what are kind of some of the practical examples of of using cloud health technologies? What's what's some of the practical things that you can tell me and, and that I can act upon? Sure. So, uh, so what, what we do is we, uh, at the very beginning, uh, you know, if you look uh, across our customer base, there tends to be this um, uh, uh, maturity curve that our customers go through as they start to really govern their cloud. And uh, when I say maturity, I don't mean maturity of their usage of the cloud, which, you know, as I mentioned, some of our customers are just highly sophisticated. It's more about the maturity of their ability to govern that usage across the cloud. So when when they're uh, relatively early in the maturity on, on governance, it's all about cost management. They're trying to understand uh, what they're spending, why they're spending it, align it from a business perspective, be able to do chargeback, showback, be able to uh, optimize uh, that 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 spend. Uh, you know everything from you know uh, shutting down unused or only uh, or poorly used infrastructure to right sizing to making reservation purchases with uh, Amazon or with uh, Microsoft. As they mature a little bit more, Paul, we tend to find their, their problem shifts more into security compliance. And it's, uh, you know, as, as you know, the cloud moves three to four orders of magnitude, in some cases five orders of magnitude, faster than the equivalent business service in the pre-cloud world. And by that, what I mean is, is in a typical business service that I might have run uh, when I was at Dell might have had... Um, four to five configuration changes that could impact security in a given month. That same business service in the cloud might have four to 5,000, in some cases, 40 to 50,000 that can occur in that month. And so just, you, you need to take humans out of that process and uh, monitor, proactively monitor for best practices from a security configuration perspective. That's something that our platform does um, uh, you know, uh, very well for our customers. And then as you move forward, you start to hit the challenge of governance, which is, yeah, to govern multi-cloud uh, business services and applications and infrastructure, you have to move from reactive to proactive. You can't be passively looking at web consoles and getting recommendations. You have to kind of codify it. It's in the same way that that you know uh, infrastructure as code was a seismic shift in our infrastructure, a, a seismic shift in our approach to business services. I think governance is code, kind of a declared approach to governance is equally as uh, 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 is an equal seismic shift uh, in our industry. And so I think being able to be proactive in how you execute governance is absolutely pivotal. And then as you mature further, just being able to integrate this all into your back office, into your service desk and incident management and make it so that your business services in the cloud stay in an optimum state. And when they deviate from an optimum state, there's a clear path to get them back to it to, towards um, uh, the ideal state that you target running your business services in from a cost security availability performance uh, and usage perspective and I, and I think that's a great example I mean we, we, we kind of touched on earlier on about how um, how in some blog posts and I, and I know I've done the same thing that you'd kind of written off the future of the data center kind of four or five years ago um, and I think at the moment the, the current thing that we all panic about is that artificial intelligence and machine learning is going to eat us all um, but but when I hear about kind of platforms like yours I think it's it's the ideal example of where this kind of analytics and intelligence really plays its part in terms of augmenting 
limiting what we can do as individuals. You know, we, we all probably work in or have run or operated in really busy IT departments. And, and one of the things that we often hear is, you know, these tools are great, but who's going to look at it? You know, who, who in my already overly stretched IT team is going to have the time to look at this? And it sounds like that kind of that's something you're addressing via automation. I think automation is always interesting, you know, that, that we can see problems, we can understand problems, we can understand governance challenges, which I, I think, you know, that idea of governance as code is, is, a, is an interesting approach, that we take some of those things and we can act upon them or we can have some help to us as as poor old human beings who are already overrun to say here's some things i've spotted in your infrastructure we need to do these things to maintain our best practice or our our optimal infrastructure and is is that kind of how you see your platform it's there to it's there to supplement our, our capabilities for our for our it teams it is that's exactly right which is i think um it, you know i think the future of the cloud the cloud moves too quickly for us to apply the traditional model of people and tools that we've been using for managing business services for the past uh uh, two, three decades. And so as we move forward into the next decade, we're going to have to have a different approach where we're applying smart technology and smart software platforms that augment um, and, and augment and, and execute the direction of the of the people. And, um, and increasingly, that means that uh, the people will be there to define the intent and the people will be there for kind of the escalations where the software can't um, uh, uh, make the optimum change um, on your behalf, but increasingly it will be software that will be driving the changes. And that's where I think we'll be, you know, 10 years from now, I think, you know, I, I, I believe we'll live in a world in which we'll be um, closer to um, uh, declaring our intent uh, for business services as opposed to uh, constructing, deploying, managing, and operating uh, these business services. And you know, cloud health is a platform that today gives you that that augmentation of your staff. It makes your team more effective. It puts in front of them the right information. It allows you to actually automate uh, the full lifecycle management. You know, of uh, of driving changes to keep you in an optimum uh, state. Yeah, and I think this this kind of supports that idea that we spoke about earlier on that the you know the IT department, the the IT leadership in an organization, it's got to be. It's got to be the part of the business that, that optimizes and supports and helps drive business. You know, it's not about being the department that can't do and, and can't deliver. And I think technologies like this are, are going to be absolutely crucial to, to having that experience where we can act as quickly as our organizations need us to. So, well, Joel, I, uh, you know, we're, we're coming to the end of our time here. And, um, and and I'm sure people have found this conversation as fascinating as, as I have and, and intrigued by kind of what you guys do and, and how you can support their, their kind of public cloud strategy and their, their multi-cloud strategy. Um, so, so if people are interested in what Cloud Health is doing, what, what's a good way to to find out some more? I don't know whether you can, you know, you, you get the opportunity to test drive the platform in some way, you know, is, is, is there things that people could go away and have a look at? Uh, absolutely. So uh, so you'll find us at uh, cloudhealthtech.com, um, uh, T-E-C-H.com, cloudhealthtech. You'll also find us on Twitter at cloudhealthtech. Um, uh, we offer a free trial. Uh, so uh, so you can have a free 14-day trial, evaluate the platform, see if it's a fit for you. But um, uh, but please, I mean, uh, take, take a look at what we do, which is, um, you know, we're, we've, we've grown so quickly as a business, primarily because um, we are maniacally focused on uh, delivering value and eliminating this complexity that comes with uh, the, the, the public cloud and multi-cloud. And, uh, and we'd love to have the opportunity to, to show your listeners 
uh, what it is that we can do for them. Well, let me just actually just wrap up on that point then. So, so if I am listening to this and thinking, well, that sounds quite interesting, but is it something that I really need? Is it is it for me? I mean, what would be the you know the one or two things that you're you know if you're that IT decision maker, you're looking at your IT estate right now. What would be those one or two areas where you think actually you know cloud health tech could really help here? Yeah, I think if you look across what you're doing in the cloud and you are uh, concerned about are you cost effectively using the cloud and do you in fact know how all of your teams, departments, line of businesses, um, uh, cost centers are consuming the cloud and whether or not it's effective. Um, uh, you know, if, if you have questions on either of those, I think um, we're a great place to start. We'll actually uh, bring all of your infrastructures, assets, your business services all in one place, organize it in a way that makes sense to you and show you how you can actually uh, streamline the manage of it, management of it going forward. Okay, well, Joe, that's great. I think that's, you know, some fantastic tips, some, some really interesting insight into, uh, you know, building and, and developing a kind of a multi-cloud, public cloud, cloud strategy. And um, I, and Joe, actually, if people wanted to get hold of you or, or haunt you on the internet. Sure, yeah, you'll, you'll find me on Twitter at Joe Kinsella. Uh, that's J-O-E-K-I-N-S-E-L-L-A. Um, uh, you can also find me in the Cloud Health blog, so at cloudhealthtech.com slash blog. And I uh, have a personal blog that you can find at uh, hightechinthehub.com. Uh, and you'll, you you are, feel free to chat with me at uh, any of those places. Okay, that's great, Joe. I'll, I'll make sure all those go in the show notes. And um, well, all I'd say, that's been a fascinating chat. I think a really interesting insight into kind of what you guys do and, and how it can help people developing their cloud strategies. So, um, Joe, really appreciate your time. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being on the show. And I'll speak to you again soon. Thank you, Paul. It's been a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed that. For show notes, pop over to techstringy.com. We'll also find all of our previous Tech Interviews episodes. And if you enjoyed the show, why not subscribe and leave us a review? You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud and Stitcher, as well as all of the good homes of podcasts. So, until next time, thanks for listening.